Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. that have wondered thanks for sticking with us just a little technical difficulty between the Royals game that ends in a tie baseball so fitting right you missed it you didn't get it first spring training game tie but so much involved in that spring training game but that's not where we start tonight off with is obviously there was breaking news today as there seems to be every day in the NFL and by God the NFL is becoming its own soap opera for those of you that were my age in the nineties and you loved the WWE and you loved how Monday night raw and nitro had you hooked week in and week out boy. I'll tell you what, right now the NFL's doing that exact same thing to you. There is not a hotter product in the world than the NFL And today. Your Kansas city chiefs took a scoop out of that bowl. And a lot of you out there, As we get into the news, for those of you that have not turned your radio on all day until right now, you haven't looked at anything on social media because you gave it up for New Year's resolution. The Chiefs and Juju Smith-Schuster have reached a deal, a one-year deal, that brings Juju Smith-Schuster to the Kansas City Chiefs as that wide receiver, too. That's the news of the Chiefs. We won't even get into Deshaun Watson, another blockbuster NFL extravaganza news story that happens today. We got Devontae Adams news, Tom Brady news, Cal Ridley's been gambling, and now everybody's on the run. Allen Robinson goes to the Rams. Amari Cooper goes to the Browns. Russell Wilson to the Broncos. And a lot of these teams sound all way too familiar. But let's start with what was the Chiefs make a move. And I know there's a lot of you out there because I see a lot of you on Twitter. see a lot of you on the text line. I hear a lot of you in the streets. And a lot of people have been sitting back, tapping their fingernails on the table. When are they going to do it? When are they going to do it? When are they going to make the move? When's that going to happen? Veach, 
Beach, you there? Somebody's out there. We got to get somebody. Look what everybody's doing around you. And today, the first stab is there. And I'm going to spoil this topic for you. I don't think they're done yet. But Juju Smith-Schuster makes the announcement he's coming to the Kansas City Chiefs. I feel like there's a couple people in this conversation that we got to talk to first. One of them is you, person number one, who said today, well, how come he didn't do it last year? Well, the year before last, the Steelers were at 1.11-0. Juju Smith-Schuster, who has been in the league since 2017, never had a quarterback other than Ben Roethlisberger. Maybe he felt that he had some loyalty uh, respect and honor to, to give to Ben Roethlisberger as it was his last go round. And, you know, that's always been his quarterback. And while Andy Reid is pitching Super Bowl trophy pictures and Pat Mahomes jerseys and Kansas City barbecue pictures and Juju says, I think I'm okay. We kind of look at that as like, oh, it wasn't good enough. But maybe it was just loyalty. For those of you that think this move is one year too late, Let's hold off on that. One thing that I wanted to be evidently clear is that Juju Smith-Schuster coming to the Kansas City Chiefs not only is a great move for the Kansas City Chiefs, it is a fantastic move for Juju Smith-Schuster. Want to take a guess how old Juju Smith-Schuster is? 25. 25 years old. And if you remember correctly... 2017, great rookie year for Juju Smith-Schuster. Not quite 1,000 yards, but he would have the second most yards in his career as a rookie and have 17 touchdowns to go along with it. Sorry, seven touchdowns to go along with it. In 2017, Antonio Brown was disgusting. He had 1,400 yards plus receiving. 10-plus touchdowns. Juju Smith-Schuster was the second option. 2018, no secret here, that's Juju Smith-Schuster's best year of his career. The 22-year-old that year would have 111 receptions, 166 targets on those 111 receptions, and he would collect 1,426 yards along with seven touchdowns, including a 97-yard hauser. Care to see what... Antonio Brown did in 2018. Antonio Brown was targeted 168 times. He had 104 receptions, 1,297 yards, and 15 touchdowns. Juju Smith-Schuster was way okay playing Robin to Batman of Antonio Brown. Now, there is no secret that when Juju Smith-Schuster becomes the member in this offense that he may not be the second option, but he's wide receiver number two. Now, I'm not saying that Juju Smith-Schuster is going to have 111 for 14-26 and seven touchdowns, but we can go look at Juju Smith-Schuster's numbers two years ago when he was basically healthy the whole year, played in 16 games, started in 14 of them, had 128 targets, 97 of which were caught, for 831 yards, nine touchdowns, you come to the Chiefs and do that, this team's tough to beat. And with Juju Smith-Schuster coming to the Chiefs and becoming that target, 
The thing that's great about this is, well, it wasn't that expensive, which is why I told you at the beginning, the end of this conversation was, he ain't done yet. He, the noun, to Veach. Juju Smith-Schuster gets a one-year $10.75 million deal with the Chiefs, per source. And if you kind of want to know where some of these nerds have Juju Smith-Schuster's numbers in the 2022 season, Michael Clay, one of the big fantasy experts in ESPN and a statistician expert, you could say, has Juju Smith-Schuster's projected stats, 118 targets, 76 receptions, 887 yards, five touchdowns. Now, there's a few things to dive into that projection again. 118 on targets, 76 on receptions, 887 yards, and five touchdowns. Let's talk about that for a second. One, those are outstanding projections for a third option. Two, This Chiefs offense with who they have at quarterback is unpredictable. Because if anybody would have told you that a team that started out last year, three and four, would go on to play in the AFC championship, win their division again, and their quarterback get insanely better as the season went on and put together a eight-game win streak in the mix of all that, unpredictable. Because of the way this offense is. Juju Smith-Schuster had a front row seat. Of the Chiefs scoring five touchdowns in 10 minutes and 32 seconds. That's what got Juju to this team. Ooh, I want some of that. Sign me up. And if you think, oh, well, you're just being biased. I'm not. Because when Juju Smith-Schuster saw that. And said to himself, I see what this offense can do. I see what this team can do. That quarterback is really something. He put this in his mind. Chiefs offense next year as of right now, March 18th, 2022. Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, your running back. Tyree Kill, Juju Smith-Schuster, McCole Hardman, Travis Kelsey. How you doing? This was the move they needed to make. This is the move that gets the Chiefs their big three. And where I will put this thought process in your head to think, oh, this isn't the splash of an Amari Cooper. This isn't a Devontae Adams. Well, you already had a Devontae Adams. This isn't Allen Robinson. It's not. It's Juju Smith-Schuster, a 25-year-old receiver on a one-year prove-it deal with the best damn quarterback in all of the United States and basically all of the world. And if you think that what I'm saying is just me trying to hype up Juju Smith-Schuster, this is what he said about why he's going to the Chiefs. As he told Taylor Biscotti, She tweets, Juju says, quote, I'm going to play with a future Hall of Fame quarterback to play with one of the best to ever do it. My goal as a player is to win. So I'm going to Kansas City with the hopes of winning a Super Bowl. Hello, business plan 101 for the Kansas City Chiefs 
every year in sprint and free agency. I talked to you all a couple nights ago, and I told you all what Veach's plan is. Veach is a sit back and watch, then I will react. You're listening to 610 Sports Radio on a Friday night. I hope everybody's doing all right. Dusty Likens, Julio Sanchez with you. You just tuned into the Royals game. Royals win, or I'm sorry, the Royals tie 5-5 against the Rangers. Nick Prado, a home run. Adalberto Mondesi, a home run. Bobby Witt Jr., your guy, my guy. Two for two, a double and a single. So batting 1,000 in the spring. But again, we get back into the news of the day that was Juju Smith-Schuster landing in Kansas City. And I tell you this because it is big. Because before we get into what is the AFC West and what is the AFC division at this point, which is completely unfair and absolutely ridiculous when it comes to, you know, the rest of football. And I saw a lot of people, the AFC West is the best division in football history this year. This is all Patrick Mahomes' fault. Juju Smith-Schuster coming to the Chiefs is Patrick Mahomes' fault. The AFC acting the way they are right now and making moves the way that it is, team after team, division in the same division as you, is all because of Patrick Mahomes. It is his fault, without a doubt. The AFC West is great. But the AFC is just as good. There is no doubt the two best divisions in all of football are now in the AFC. The AFC North has three stud quarterbacks. We'll get into Deshaun Watson and what the Browns did is they went full Herschel Walker trade. But if you look at the North, the North is Burrow, Jackson, Watson, Mitchell Trubisky. That's why Juju got out. Sorry, Mitch. That's unfair. I don't need to do that to Mitchell Trubisky. That guy has a tainted uh, career. Gets drafted ahead of Mahomes, then gets signed by the Steelers, and then their, their receiver says, I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm going to go to that Mahomes guy. But you look at what the AFC West has done, and you look at what the AFC's done, and it's all Patrick Mahomes' fault. Because everybody, as we will rewind this back a little bit, everybody thought that the dragon had been slayed last year in seven weeks. They thought it was over. Not me. Not Julio. Probably not half of you. But I know for a fact, because I did red reaction shows, that a few people, now this doesn't speak for the entire city. I trust my city. You trust me, I trust you. We have a good relationship. Jay Southland, Toast toast Service, text line 913-576-7610. But the thing about this is the AFC thought and some people thought that the best that Patrick Mahomes ever was was 26 and under because all we heard last year was too high safety. Rush four, that's all you need. And then after seven weeks where the Chiefs were one game under 500 and everybody thought, well, maybe 
maybe the Chiefs, the best they were ever going to be, was 19. And it turns out the Chiefs figured out the league. League figures out Chiefs. Chiefs figure out league. League doesn't know what to do next. Chiefs run off eight in a row. Chiefs go into L.A. Number 15 shows a side of himself that we only see when the stakes get the highest. When you've pissed him off. I got a feeling Patrick Mahomes is a pretty nice, even keel guy on the golf course, on the basketball court, when Veach isn't looking, on the football field. But he's one of those rare breed athletes that when you've done enough to piss him off, this, pardon my French, can of, can of whoop ass attitude comes out. We saw that with the walk-off of Travis Kelsey against L.A. And he looks at the Chargers bench, points at his jersey, and then points to the ground, letting them know, hey, guys, I'm still here. And this is still my division. So what happens? The AFC West, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders, they get really, really, really desperate and free agency. The Chargers say, we need to add more pressure. The Chargers add Khalil Mack with Bosa. Denver says, we haven't beat the Chiefs since the Obama administration was calling shots at the White House. We got to do something about that. We either going to go get Aaron Rodgers or we're going to go get Russell Wilson. Aaron Rodgers didn't go anywhere. Russell Wilson went to Denver. The Raiders, they signed Max Crosby, one of the best defensive ends in football, to an extension, very expensive extension. And everybody goes, well, the Raiders are still going to Raider. And then you checked your phone two days later, and you saw this from Adam Schefter. Blockbuster. Devontae Adams is getting traded to the Raiders for everything and all the money. AFC West made moves, and now the AFC is soon but surely also making moves, and it's all Patrick Mahomes' fault. I'm Dusty Likens. This is 610 Sports Radio. We got to get to a break. When we come back, we talk to our guy, Josh Vern, your 610 Sports Royals insider, what he saw on day one, game one, that ended in a 5-5 tie, but the young kids still brought the lumber. Home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This sounds very uh, in the club, but like the Aldi version, if that makes sense. I was going for a little 50 cent M&M vibe. Yeah, you know? there you go. That's Julio Sanchez. I'm Dusty Likens. 610 Sports Radio. Just a little after 7 o'clock. We'll get to Vern a little bit later. If he's still awake. I think it's like 5 o'clock though in Arizona. Must be nice. Big news today. Chiefs go out and get Juju Smith-Schuster. One year, 10.75 mil. Approve it deal. 
Also, some big news today in the NFL. The NFL, man, I feel like we're going to get to a point because I, I really think, and I truly do mean this, and for those of you that, that, that do this sports thing with us, I don't know if the NFL has ever been this exciting. The NFL has been exciting every single year since basically 1999, right? Like peak exciting, like ran the sports world. I would say like 99, the NFL kind of like hit its stride going there because 98, you had obviously the home run uh, summer with Mac and Sosa. And then it all came crumbling down a few years later with steroids. Everybody knew it. Everybody was kind of like over it. Baseball kind of died out. And then football kind of became this, you know, ever since like that Rams Titans Super Bowl, if you ask me, ever since that one yard, it like kind of electrified football. And then the Rams became this, this team that kind of made football exciting. And football every year seems to get better and better and better and better. But the good thing about football is, is that when it gets better, it gets significantly better. It's not like you going out and trying to get a mile down in five minutes and 18 seconds. And then the next day you're like, the equivalent of the NFL would be like the next day you do it in four minutes and four seconds. Like you make that big of an adjustment. And this offseason that has literally just started for the NFL has already got everybody saying the phrase, I'm ready for football to start now. And what I mean by that is that we just talked about how the AFC West bulks up because of the individual that runs things for the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes has been to four straight AFC championship games. He has won four consecutive AFC West titles as a starter, and he's played in two Super Bowls. Here's the thing about what happens when people are successful. Three things happen. When you are successful continuously, these three things happen typically in this order. One, people get really, really tired of it. Two, people then begin to hate you. And three, people then begin to do whatever they can do to surpass you or to knock you off that ledge. Right? And the kid on your journey to the top didn't really seem to annoy people a lot. You know, like when Steph Curry was getting going, chewing on his mouthpiece at the free throw line didn't piss people off. Now people hate it. When Steph would point up after every three, people didn't mind it. Now people are like, really? After every single one? The shimmy that he did, people enjoyed it. Now people hate it. Patrick Mahomes is the reason and the main problem that the AFC is doing exactly what it's doing, which you would think that there's a lot of guys that would take the Tom Brady approach. Tom Brady's got to worry about one quarterback in the NFC, Aaron Rodgers, and they don't even play in the same division. Russell Wilson left his team and his legacy in Seattle to go to the Broncos. Devontae Adams, who a lot of you don't remember, played college football with Derek Carr, went to Vegas, 
to play in the same division as Patrick Mahomes. And now another addition is the Cleveland Browns selling everything for Deshaun Watson. Their picks, money, their soul, their reputation. They could give a rip what you think about Deshaun Watson and his allegations. They basically were out of the Deshaun. I'll tell you exactly what I think happened with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson knows his talent. And that's important above all and anything. Know your worth. Deshaun Watson knew he was going to play football again. And when he did, he was going to do it his way. So Deshaun Watson found a few teams that he thought maybe he could be a little bit pushy with. Atlanta, New Orleans, Carolina, Cleveland. Because we've seen Cleveland have this fallout with Baker for the last six months, right? Ever since Odell's dad was like, hey, here's the problem. And then everybody said, no, 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 no. Odell's dad's just being a drama king. His son's just kind of washed. And then Odell went to the Rams and won a damn Super Bowl and had a touchdown in the Super Bowl. The first one, I might add. Oh, and by the way, had six other touchdowns since being traded. Going from Baker Mayfield to Matthew Stafford. Then, all of a sudden, the fallout then becomes more of just, oh, it's the Odell family being drama kings to maybe they're not lying about what's going on with Baker Mayfield. And then what happens? They reach out to Deshaun Watson and Baker makes this, oh, you know, I gave it my all. Thank you so much, Cleveland. But I think it's in my best interest that I just walk away. And then demands a trade. And the Cleveland Browns fall out of the Deshaun Watson debacle. And you think to yourself, how can they recover from this? And they say, we're not trading Baker Mayfield. Absolutely not. We have no intention. And what happens is one of their reps gets a hold of Deshaun Watson's reps and they say, what does he want? Because we offered him more guaranteed money than anybody else. Why is he talking to Atlanta? And his rep said, all you got to do is give him it all guaranteed. Which when you say that out loud makes you laugh because you're like, well, there's no way he's going to get 200 plus guaranteed mil. No one's ever got that guaranteed. And the Browns say, deal, we'll do it. That's it. And that's one of those things that as soon as they did that, they went, okay, okay. Cigarette tequila. Because we just gave away the entire future for this guy. And we gave him everything fully guaranteed. Because the Browns had to. They lost the advantage and the edge of the negotiations. They failed with Baker. They failed with Deshaun. And they failed with their team. And the only way they could get Deshaun is if they, in fact, gave him everything he wanted. And this kind of reminds me of a comparison of a James Bond actor and George Lazenby. And I know this sounds weird to bring this up at this point, but when Sean Connery was out and he, doesn't, he didn't do James Bond anymore, 
a guy from Australia named George Lazenby auditioned for Bond. Had no other roles, had nothing else going on. Was basically just working on the side, trying to get that acting gig. But he went into the meeting with the Broccoli family and Ian Fleming or people who were drafting the next Bond and getting their next Bond and said, I got a lot going on. Here's what I got. Here's some great shots. Here's some profile pics. Here's a good look at what I can do. Up to you, but I, I got to go. Thank you very much. And basically left them in a situation that they had no other way to get out of it than to be like, I think this is our best option. Mind games. Deshaun Watson flipped the script on Cleveland. Cleveland, who was, you know, wishing in one hand and crapping in the other and figuring out which one kind of filled up faster, they were at a crossroads. They weren't going to keep Baker because he wouldn't play. They can't get rid of him because they said they weren't going to trade him. And Deshaun Watson said, they're out. So what do they do? They panicked. They got with his reps. They said, we'll give you everything fully guaranteed. And Deshaun Watson said, consider me a dog pound member. I'm coming to Cleveland. And the AFC once again gets loaded. That's how this whole thing keeps developing. Nobody wants to play in the NFC. You got Brady, Rogers, Stafford. You know what you got in the AFC? Burrow, Jackson, Watson, Mahomes, Herbert, Wilson, Carr. That's just two divisions. That's seven teams quarterbacks. In the AFC West alone, you have the two best receivers in football. You have two of the top three tight ends in football. You have four of the top 12 quarterbacks and arguably four of the best players in the entire league in one division. And oh, by the way, about defense. Buffalo does exactly the same thing. Gets rid of Cole Beasley, gets Von Miller. Says, here's the deal. We got beaten 13 seconds last year. We didn't hit 15 for KC. We're changing that. That's exactly what they did. And they went and got an edge rusher. The Chargers, still in the division, went and got J.C. Jackson, top cornerback in football, top five cornerback in football, not getting beat. Brought back Mike Williams, deep threat, not getting beat. Who was probably the best wide receiver against the Chiefs last year? Not named Jude, not named Juju, not named Jamar Chase. Mike Williams, man. Mike Williams ran amok on the Chiefs. And the Chargers kept him on their team because of probably that reason. Among others, big target, Justin Herbert's their quarterback. But the greatest thing about this, and I'll get to this on the other side, is that Brett Veach always plans one year ahead. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
back in 6 Minute Sports Radio. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Big news today, obviously. Chiefs acquire Juju Smith-Schuster. Big deal. Jay Southland, Toe Service text line chimes in from the 816. Most exciting offseason I can remember by far. Uh, from the 816 in Beach, we trust the splash is coming. Um, How big of a splash? You know, I don't know. I don't think it's... But I... Yeah, I, I do want to talk about Brett Beach for a minute because it's interesting when you when you're in the situation that the Kansas City Chiefs are currently in. The the Chiefs are in a situation of the throne is ours. No one has knocked us off of it yet, and we've seen it from every aspect. We've we've seen them come from every angle. By the way, those of you that have brackets, Tennessee Chattanooga putting it to Illinois right now. That is a 13-4 matchup that's currently sitting with 16 minutes left, so boatload of time, but the score is 40-31. to Silvio DeSosa is putting in some work. Familiar face, new place. Familiar name. So, uh, and then Duke currently up 46 to 31. What a PR stunt by coach K. Oh God. Your last tournament and your first game, you show up holding the hand of your wife. Now, maybe I don't realize this and maybe I've never seen it. If maybe he's done it all the time. Maybe he does it every year, you know, but this one, he shows up to the very last game or the very last tournament and the first game in the tournament holding his better half's hand. What a PR stunt. Great job uh, by the folks at Duke. Good, I mean, just a fantastic job. But I will say this: Yeah, you don't you don't like Coach K. You think people hate Bill Self the way you hate Coach K? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's people that hate yeah. just in generally the program of Kansas, which is weird because I, I feel so. like of all the blue bloods, Kansas gets the most disrespect from the national uh, from the national people. <laughs> Only have one every single person and, I mean, it's, said it's they fair. were the one seed that would be out first. It this seemed like that. It seemed like everybody was saying either Iowa or Wisconsin, but everybody was comfortable putting Gonzaga, Baylor, Arizona, Auburn. Well, they're a two seed. Yes, but, but like, putting them over. Right. Kentucky was well regarded heavier than Kansas. Now they did beat the absolute snot out of Kansas this year in Lawrence, might I add, but it was early. Um, but we, we'll talk about Kansas in this tournament a little bit earlier, but I want to get most of the of the early stuff out of it's it's Chiefs, it's it's Juju coming to the Chiefs and what it all means. And I think the thing that makes this situation sweeter than it than it actually is, because the Chiefs finally got that move, right? The Chiefs finally did what everybody was waiting for, waiting for the Chiefs to make a splash. Now, we all know that when you go to the lake or you go to a pool, there's people that dive in head first. There's people that put the toe in the water. And then there's people that just cannonball Raiders cannonball Denver Broncos dove head first. Brett Veach and the chiefs walked over to the ladder, put the toe in said, I'm going to wait till I get a little bit hotter before I get in. That's exactly what the chiefs did. And I know there's a lot of you out there that, that are, are nervous a lot of times because you don't really know when they're going to make the move, if they're going to move, what they're going to do. And Veach sat back and watched everybody make a move. 
And I'm going to explain to you why he waited till he did when he did this. And the reason they did this is because they set up the future last year. Remember that non-exciting, anticlimactic offseason the Chiefs had last year where it was first-round pick for Orlando Brown and people were like, well, are we going to be able to sign him anyway? That was a pick because Brett Veach was setting the foundation of what was coming. Tooney, Creed, Smith, Niang from previous years. All of that was a plan made by Veach to set up for what was coming around the league and in the division. Brett Veach saw how Patrick Mahomes was treated in that Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it wasn't good. Running around, no time to throw. And he said to himself, well, I'm going to protect this guy that makes $500 million. I'm going to protect the guy that's going to get me more Super Bowls and more extended contracts with this franchise. And he built an offensive line. And he built a strong one. One that within the first seven games of the season, people were like, is this what we thought it would be? And then that offensive line started to gel. Niang was pretty good on that right side. Trey Smith, who many Chiefs experts, Mitch Holtis included, started throwing out names like Brian Waters and Will Shields and called Trey Smith a gentle giant, a man of respect, honor, and code off the football field. But when on the football field, he's looking to rip the opponent in half in the middle of the abdomen. Not caring how he does it, but when you're on the field, a whole nother monster. Creed Humphrey got two people on this radio station to do a damn video about him. He was that good. Joe Tooney? Stud. Came from New England, protecting the greatest quarterback of all time to now protect what is the next best quarterback of all time. And then Orlando Brown, you gave up a first-round pick tagged him this year, and planned to sign him moving forward. And that line finally gelled in week eight. And then the Chiefs got better. Mahomes got comfortable. They were able to beat the too high rush four. And that team looked like an immovable object at the top of the AFC throne. And at the end of the year, the Chiefs once again hosted the AFC championship game. And now the next year when they fall one game short of the Super Bowl, one half really short of the Super Bowl, the Chiefs watch everybody else go get defense, pass rushers, quarterbacks. And Brett Veach says, that's fine the Buffalo Bills got Von Miller. We built an offensive wall to prevent those moves from happening because they knew they were coming. Max Crosby going up against the offensive line. Good luck. It's now been gelled for a full year. It's going to solidify itself moving forward. Patrick Mahomes and the trust of this offensive line will move forward. So when everybody had to make these drastic decisions this year, 
because quite frankly, they got sick and tired of what this team consistently does when divisions and play in the AFC championship game. And after everybody watched it for 10 plus years from what new England was doing, they said, no, we're not doing this again. The Raiders made moves. The bills made moves. Broncos, Chargers, Browns, everybody made moves in the AFC. People left the NFC to legitimately come over here to end this reign that is the Kansas City Chiefs, and Brett Veach was able to go get Juju Smith-Schuster, a 25-year-old receiver that's got a 1,400-yard receiving year on his resume. That's got two years of seven-plus touchdowns on his resume. Missed most of the year last year due to injury, the first time in his career. Been hurt before, not significantly. And now you take a guy in Juju Smith-Schuster who had his best years while Antonio Brown was having his best years. And you put him on a team where Tyreek Hill is hitting his peak performance Travis Kelsey is still controlling the tight end game, and Patrick Mahomes is only 27 years old. Brett Veach, every year, seems to be able to be that guy that when everybody else makes these huge decisions, Brett Veach is able to put his feet on the desk, pour a two-ounce pour of Blanton's, light up a Pappy Van Winkle cigar, and look at the computer and say, I'm still not done and nobody has any idea what I'm doing. The Chiefs add Juju Smith-Schuster on a one-year deal, $10.75 million contract, and the Browns give Deshaun Watson 200-plus guaranteed money to be their starting quarterback, but yet the Chiefs still have one thing that nobody else has. They've got Patrick Mahomes. We come back, the Royals might have a new star in Patrick Mahomes. Bobby Witt Jr. played today. We talk about him and what that opening day roster might look like. And maybe, just maybe, we'll talk to Josh Vernier a little bit later tonight. I'm Dusty Likens, Julio Sanchez. This is 610 Sports Trader. We'll be right back. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Back in 610 Sports Radio. You think Veach makes another move this weekend? Or waits a little bit to let this one season a little bit? I feel like he's he's wanting to tease us a little right. bit this year. This offseason is a little bit of a tease. Yeah, because like right now we're in the middle of uh eye eyeball emoji season. Like when players send eyeball emojis, you think normally something's up. I thought it was funny today after Watson got signed, Mahomes tweeted eye emojis and everyone was like, he's tweeting this because the contract and all the news of today of, of him going, uh, going elsewhere. Uh, but then the news comes out and we've got, we've got Juju uh, to the chiefs again, one year deal, $10.75 million. Brett Veach once again, does it again, uh, makes, makes a move, makes, 
makes some things happen, gets a piece that you necessarily want, and then obviously um, we all don't think he's done yet. Uh, 913-576-7610 is the J Southland Toast Service text line. Oh, woke. Um, 913 says, might as well get Landry as well. It's Jay- coming, I'm telling you. Yeah. That's my prediction. Jarvis? Jarvis, too. And go get Odell? And, I, Let I him come in about, about midway through the season? I don't know about that one. Uh, I'd rather. I'd that would be Jarvis. hilarious. Because you know how, like, as soon as guys get signed, they go to, uh, like, Twitter, and it's, like, next year's offense for the Steelers or for the Ravens or for the Rams, whoever makes moves. And, like, the Chiefs won today. It was Tyreek, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Clyde Rizalaire, Juju Smith-Schuster, McCole Hardman. It was all, like, pictured together, and you're like, oh, my God. And one thing that Jay Binkley, who will be back with you all very shortly, um, has always said to me is that Mahomes can never have too many weapons. You just, you can't. You can't have that many. Um, And again, we don't think Brett Veach is done. You know, they renegotiated Frank Clark. Didn't give Tyron Matthew the contract. Um, Melvin Ingram, obviously still out there, but... Uh, in in some sorts, not necessarily the 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 level of importance that other things are, because I think they can sit back on that. The draft is still coming, um, and the Chiefs currently sit with the best quarterback, second best wide receiver, best tight end, probably right now going the best head coach in football, and we haven't even had a draft yet. From the seven eight five, that rush three drop eight gave us problems. Got to figure that out. From the seven eight five, do they go after Zadarius Smith? So there's a lot of issues that you could look at when it comes to next season with the Chiefs. But one of them is not going to be the offense, and the other one is not going to be if Brett Veach makes a move. He's made one every single year that he's been a GM, and I don't think we're done yet. Speaking of. Not done yet. The Royals play their first game. I owe it to my guy, Josh Vernier, who soon, soon, very, very soon, will be doing Vern's postgame show and Vern's pregame show here on 610 Sports Radio. He witnessed the future go two for two today. Two guys of the future went two for two today. We talked to Vern. We come back. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Future is bright for Kansas City sports fans. I know there's a lot of you that were probably driving around today thinking, holy hell, we got baseball on the radio. Bobby Witt Jr.'s in the opening lineup of spring. This lineup looks really, really interesting. And maybe you weren't a nerd like myself and then started to sit there in your car with the engine running, sitting at a red light that then turned green and you got a horn honked at you because you couldn't go forward because you were in deep thought of going, I think this might be the opening day lineup. And of course, none of you were doing what I was doing, which was planning a show and thinking to myself, the one guy that could tell me that this is or this isn't the opening day lineup is Josh Fern. And we're now joined by 610 Sports Radio's Royals insider, Josh Vernier. Vern, uh, 5-5 tie, the lineup looks sexy. Is that, that's what we're going to see on April 7th at 3 o'clock at the K? 
Man, I hope so. Yeah. That's certainly the plan. But, you know, last year, uh, we all remember what happened right before opening day with Adalberto Mondesi. And then two years ago with what happened right before opening day with Brad Keller and Hunter Dozier. Yeah, this is going to be the opening day lineup, knock on wood. Did you see today anything that stuck out that was, okay, I think this guy's ready when you saw Bobby Witt leg out a single and then smack a double and and leg it out uh, for the extra base on the double on that hit as well? No, no, nothing to, I mean, for the first time I I saw Bobby Witt Jr. at the 2020, that summer camp that they had, I thought, wow, he probably could play in the big leagues uh, right now. And, And then last year watching him in spring training, I was pretty sure he could play in the big leagues, but you know, you, you, you never know. He needed that alternate site, I believe, in 2020. That was the right decision. Uh, could he have played Major League Baseball last August and September? Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, but I, I think the, the growth of Bobby Witt Jr. was benefited or uh, helped uh, by, by being with Prado and Melendez and winning games at that AAA level last season. So, you know, I didn't really come here, and I don't think you needed to come here to see anything from Bobby Witt Jr. to solidify that he's been or that he's ready for the big leagues. He's been ready. Uh, now the opportunity has presented himself, and again, knock on wood, uh, but he'll be at the hot corner coming up on the 7th of April. So I think I was talking to Julio about this before we did this show, and I was trying to think every year, there's always a few questions that always come up. And I think last year, the number one question that you got was, will Bobby Witt Jr. be on the opening day roster? Will Bobby Jr. be on the opening day roster? And I think most of the time, your answer to that for many was, no, but I think July could be a serious uh, candidate for a time for him to come to this league. I think this year, your number one question, maybe I'm wrong, is going to be, when's Prado going to be the first baseman? Because today, obviously, he has the gym at first base, and then he makes the, the two-run bomb look easy. And a lot of people then, like myself, go back and think, well, if somebody's going to be at third, his roommate is the first baseman. The chemistry's there. The Hosmer comparisons are there. Is that going to be the number one question that Vern gets asked is, when's Prado's time coming? I hope not. I hope the team's winning. Um, so we're not solely focused on who's next in the minor leagues uh, because I never got questions like that in 2014 or 15 or 16 or really much of 2017. When the team's winning, that's all Royals fans care about is that big league club. Um, But as far as Prado is concerned, he also roped one to right field to have a a two-for-two day. Um, The the way that I look at Nick Prado is is, similar to the way that I view MJ Melendez. I'm not expecting them. And I, I really can't imagine that they were expecting to make the opening day lineup when they uh, first came here to camp. I think they start in Omaha, uh, and the onus is on them to bang the door down and force their way to the big leagues. Now, it would be helpful if they were banging the door down to the big leagues and Carlos Santana. Well, look, we all want Carlos Santana <laughs> to rake all year and Hunter Dozier to rake all year, uh, but. The only way I see Nick Prado uh, debuting b- uh, before uh, August is if 
you know, Santana becomes a bench bat. Um, but I, I, I really, I, I don't see that happening. Um, to be honest, the, the, the way that it happens is if you trade Santana, because remember, Carlos Santana was fantastic in April. He was good in May, and he was good in June. Mm-hmm. He just started to nosedive in the second half. So if he's good in April and May and June and you can flip him and Prado's banging the door down, uh, yeah, th- those wheels will go in motion. But the onus is going to be on MJ and Prado uh, to put up similar numbers as they did last year. Basically, do what Hosmer did to force his way to the big leagues. That's what they need to do. Vern, I thought that it was interesting yesterday because the first thought that went through my head with the Grinky uh, information a few days, I guess, or yeah, not too long ago, is when when Grinky signs. I first thought of like, okay, what's this mean for Grinky's career? But then I look at it and it kind of makes me think: Was this JJP's move that Dayton made when he brought in James Shields? Because I, again, like you, I you know, listened to the, the the press conference yesterday and it kind of alluded that Grinky wasn't done after this year, that he doesn't intend on being done after this year. But it seems like whether or not he's with the Royals again next year, or if he's still playing baseball, it seems like his mission here is to keep playing baseball, but also to be at that point in his career where there's a roster of pitchers that this franchise is, is going to be just as strong as they're starting pitching. And you have a guy like Grinky, who I think is a surefire Hall of Famer, and maybe he brings that insight in there. And it seems like when Dayton Moore did that with James Shields, it set the tone for the few years to follow the 14 or the, yeah, the 14, the 15, the 16 and the 17 year, because it was maybe not he being a part of it, but Grinky maybe being that move for Piccolo. What does that mean? Maybe in your eyes or am I kind of just in fantasy land? No, that, that would be nice. I, I don't know if I could compare this team to 2013. Um, there, there's just, so many questions, uh, you know, the, the, the 2013 teams, the questions were about, um, you know, you, you had Moose and Haas and, and Gordo and Kane and Eski, and I feel going into 2013, uh, you knew that they were big leaguers and you knew that they were winners. You just had to surround them with pitching, and they did that with the veteran Shields, of course, but also Guthrie and Urban Santana, three guys that gave that team 200 innings. When I look at the 2022 Royals, uh, the entire pitching staff is a question mark. Um, and, I, and I don't know if these young pitchers are, um, are, are, are in that same category that, that Moose and Haas and Kane and Gordo were. Uh, they, they haven't done it in, in the same way that those guys did, in my opinion. I don't think this team has proven enough that they're uh, one bona fide baller away from being a playoff contender. Uh, that team heading into 2013, uh, I, you bring in James Shields uh, to bring some, uh, to solidify a rotation, yes, but also to teach the clubhouse how to win. This team doesn't need that. Salvi knows how to win with Merrifield. Uh, even though hasn't done a lot of winning at the big league level, with Merrifield's a, a winning ball player. Uh, the the impact of Zach Greinke, Mike Sweeney said it last night. The impact of Zach Greinke likely won't be felt for another five or six years as we see those young arms mature. As far as the wins and losses are concerned, when it comes to Greinke, I mean, I, I don't even I don't know how good he's going to be. Sure, he's probably the 
opening day starter and will open the season as your number one. But if we get to August and September and Grinky's your best starting pitcher, uh, this team's in a world of hurt, in my opinion. So Grinky is the opening day starter in your mind? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't see how how you could give the ball to. I mean, I was going into the camp, I was hoping that it was going to be Daniel Lynch, uh, but now you you don't need to put any of these young arms in that position. You don't need to, uh, for as much as I love Brad Keller, you you don't need to uh, hand him the ball once again. It just makes perfect sense on a day that we're going to be celebrating the life of the great Art Stewart mm-hmm. and welcoming a capacity crowd to Kauffman Stadium for opening day for the first time in, uh, since 2019 to have Zach Greinke on the bump, uh, you know, one of the 10 greatest pitchers in this franchise's history, throwing to the greatest catcher in this franchise's history. I mean, you could make the case that's the greatest battery this franchise has ever had, Greinke to Salvi. Are you ready? Are you ready for opening day? Are you? Could you do three strikes right now if you had to? Yeah, for sure. You know that. Okay. What do you think about I, – I, I, I want to get your opinion on this before I send you off into your evening. But tonight, Coach K shows up first round, last tournament, shows up to the game holding his wife's hand walking to the stadium. PR stunt or class move? Uh, class move. I, I don't know. I, I don't really know Coach K at, at all. I, I don't know if he's a – uh, look at me. I mean, I understand he's had this whole final season. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think holding your wife's hands is a PR move. I would. I don't know. Are there room? Are there rumors of infidelity? Is is? I don't know. I just K never free? seen Coach K show up to a game with his wife. Well, it could be his last game. But I mean, he's a he's a two seed. He's not losing. He's not Kentucky. That just happened last night. What are you talking about? It doesn't happen to Coach K. I hope it does now. Okay, last but not least, do you think, because I was going to talk about this a little bit later, better season, no bias, spring blooming or fall coming into set with football, basketball, or do you think spring is, is, the, is the go-to season for sports? No, no, fall all day. Always all wins? Day. The, to me, the, there's not a better day of the year, and I don't know what day it is. It's different every single season, but when you walk outside – and it feels like college football tailgate weather. Mm. Uh, it, it also feels like October baseball. That morning is my favorite morning of the year. Vern, I don't doubt in anything, any way, shape, or form that you're not ready for opening day. I can't wait. I hope I'm sitting next to you because, you know, uh, there's no better feeling than the ballpark and, and the smell of looming nachos coming down the stairs. So, Vern, uh, continue to enjoy uh, Arizona. Thanks for the time. I'm glad you had a good day at the, uh, at the old ballpark. We'll talk to you shortly. All right, brother. Thank you. You got it. Take care. Josh Vernon, Royals insider for the Kansas City Royals here at 610 Sports Radio. A little bit of uh, some news. I mean, Grinky, opening day starter, probably, most likely, going to be Grink. Um, Like he said, what a day it'll be at the K. I promise you we'll get back into Chiefs talk, but kind of a nice setting. Uh, The future at third base, uh, the former Cy Young winner as a Royal on the mound, and then the guy that put everything together for the 14 and 15 World Series runs, Art Stewart, uh, name on the sleeve, um, a lot of notoriety for him. And like Vern said, everybody's coming back to the ballpark uh, to watch baseball. And in a season where we thought that baseball might miss some games, April 7th, 
uh, 3 o'clock, live at the K. You can hear that uh, here on 610 Sports Radio starting at 2 o'clock, uh, most likely with uh, the guy you just heard, Josh Verner, and his pregame show. We come back. Juju Smith-Schuster is a chief. Veach isn't done. And Patrick Mahomes is all to blame for this entire offseason in the AFC. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.